1: Hey, this is Pickle the Drummer from Death Clank, and and um, you're listening to Tackin' Metal. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
2: <laughs> hey, this is Ace Frehley, and you're watching Talking Metal.
1: Rock and roll. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Zach Wild, Black Label Society. We're all doing a hang, and you're watching Talking Metal. <laughs> For London, Zurich, Auckland, Auckland, Dublin, Dallas, Milwaukee, Milwaukee Los Angeles, Sydney, Sydney Indianapolis, Tokyo, Tokyo, Seattle, Paris, Budapest, Berlin, New York. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be, John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast, broadcasting around the world from TalkingMetal.com and StriegelsMusicNews.com.
2: Welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. We got Santa Claus is coming to town over the
3: PA. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear that. The Jacksons, is that Michael Jackson? That like yeah, that. I think so. We were going to do this podcast outside in the middle of Times Square like we do uh, a lot of the uh, host wraps here on the podcast. But it, it was so freaking cold out there that we ducked into uh, the Marriott Marquis here. Uh, we're up on the eighth floor hanging out on our lunch break from work. A lot of cool stuff happened to Talking Metal this past year, guys. Thanks for being a part of it with us. The year ended up very cool for us because we got a picture in Revolver Magazine, uh, which is kind of the year-end edition of Revolver. It has some Pantera stuff in there, has the best-of list for 2009, and uh, a picture of the Talking Metal crew. Hanging out with Rob Halford and the guys from Revolver. So check that out in the current issue of Revolver Magazine. What are you up to uh, for New Year's, John?
2: You know what? I was thinking of going over to Metal Mike's. Uh, He may be doing something for New Year's, like a little event. Not sure if that's still happening or not. Otherwise, I was invited to a place called John's Pizza near Times Square. And the family was going to have a police escort, believe it or not, take me out to... Times Square to watch the ball drop at midnight and then escort me right back to John's Pizza. Not sure if that's going to happen or not, but they're very cool.
3: What family? The owners of John's Pizza. You said the family, like they're a mafia yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. Cool. Well, that sounds like fun. I love that restaurant. It's an old church that they've converted into a, a pizza place, and I always like to bring... Uh, People from out of town to John's Pizza because it's not your typical, like, Planet Hollywood, Times Square type of place. It's kind of got its own unique charm and great thin crust New York style pizza. Highly recommended.
2: No doubt about it. What's really strange is the building that we're in right now, the Marriott Marquis, is like one of the premier Times Square hotels. And underneath the building, there is a driveway, which is where we do some Talking Metal podcast. And about a week and a half ago, there was a shooting Right there.
3: Yeah, and a couple shootings in Jersey City out in your neck of the woods, too, uh, right by the Grove Street Path Station. Uh, a baby and a mother were shot to death. Jeez, I didn't even know that. Man, Grove Street, that's one that you know, I'm
2: frequently at. I was there last night at, like, 11 o'clock at night.
3: Yeah, so watch out. Uh, sad news. Anyways, I don't know how we've ended up talking about all this stuff on Talking Metal. Let's get into some metal. Let's talk some metal right now. Stick with us in 2010, guys. We have some great, great stuff on deck for you, including some appearances on the Headbangers Ball. The interview you're going to hear with Zach today will actually be featured on an upcoming episode of the Headbangers Ball, some little short clips from the interview, I should say. That was great, hanging out with Zach at uh, the Gibson showroom. Yeah, it was really neat to return to the
2: scene of the initial crime of the extravaganza from the Zach Wild TV episode where we recorded the brand new song Till the End, which we'll hear later today, and we did some acoustic versions of some other great black label songs and just basically had a blast And uh, as soon as Zach walked into the building and he saw me, he was like, oh, no. Yeah,
3: that was great. That was great. But he was very cool to us. And even before we started rolling the cameras and the audio, he was telling me about how the booze isn't what caused his you know recent bout in the hospital. It had actually nothing to do with it. But he has given up booze just to kind of be on a, a healthier uh, lifestyle. And he said the booze actually thinned his blood, which would help with blood clots. So... uh there's been some speculation on different message boards and stuff that you know his consumption of alcohol had something to do with the blood clots not true guys definitely not
2: true and we just had a great time hanging with zach at the gibson showroom and then zach had spent a couple of days in new york where he did a sam ash guitar clinic for gibson and then on halloween zach did a great show it was the hellfire halloween bash and black label played and hung out there i actually have a little interview clip from there that i'll dig up won't be on this episode but we'll save it for another one so that should be cool as well. But anyway, why don't we hear a little bit of Black Label Society, then we will go into the interview with Zach and then follow it up with some more music. This comes from the college CD, and uh, it's Armory Records, April 2009. It's kind of like a Greatest Hits package, although it includes some acoustic stuff that previously was electric and a lot of cool tunes, so it's worth checking out. There's also a companion DVD, which has a lot of live stuff on it. It's also called Skullage. This song is called Fire It Up by Black Label Society. Hey, this is Mark. This is John from Talking Metal. You're
3: watching the Headbangers Ball. We are here with the one and only Zach Wild. Zach, I guess the main question everybody's wondering is, how are you feeling? I'm feeling sexy, man. You know,
1: good. You know, but uh, no, I feel fine, man. You know, with the blood clots and everything like that. Uh, Three heart attacks, and um, the uh, liver transplant, and then um, sex change operation was successful. I mean, compared to the last time, they butchered me on that one. But, uh, yeah, aside of that, I feel fine. I feel swell.
2: Now, Zach, the last time we were in this very same room, we were here for 13 hours, and we did the brand-new song, Till the End, and, man, that was such an honor to play and record with you, man.
1: Yeah, it was awesome, man. No, totally. Uh, it was totally. Uh, it was in here. Okay, good, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so cool, man. Yeah, last time we were here, it was a blast, dude.
2: There are people that actually want to hear more of that
1: stuff. Oh, the mellow stuff? Oh, I always loved the mellow stuff. Like I said, I, you know, as much as I love, you know, Sabbath and all the heavy stuff. It's just like uh you know, Elton John and the Eagles and uh, you know, Neil Young and all the all the good and stuff. But uh I-, I love doing both. So, know, yeah, eventually obviously down the line, I mean that's that's the whole plan anyway. I mean, you know, it's just like uh I don't want to be sitting up there blasting away suicide messiah, you know. I mean, I got plans like later on, you know, as black Label, the older guests, you know, obviously sitting down with you know, even with you know, 'cause with Nick, I mean with the original you know, with the lineup we got, but I mean adding things with like pedal steel and, you know, uh, you know, B3 and stuff like, you know, just keyboard and stuff like that. Just like more elements, like, you know, like when Neil Young did like unplugged and stuff like that, you know, eventually as you know, and even the same thing with our audience as it gets older and everything like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. then start the next line of black label, you know, <laughs> the new guys coming up, you know what I mean? And just let them go back to, you know, doing
3: the super heavy stuff, you know, I the menudo of metal, you know what I right. mean? <laughs> <laughs> Now, Zach, you're holding the brand new Epiphone guitar, which is your new guitar. Can you tell us about designing this? Oh, yeah,
1: well, uh, the Graveyard Disciple, yeah. Well, like lately, I was saying, uh, I was talking with the guys before, it's just like, uh, you know, like how Jeff Beck collects cars and everything like that. You know, some of my buddies collect other things or whatever, you know, side of sports artifacts, whatever, you know, I'm into that stuff. But, uh, you know, with the guitars, just like nowadays, even with eBay or anything like that, or just a vintage guitar magazine, you know, where I just, you know, I mean, it's just like Toys R Us for guitar players, you know. So, uh, not just collecting vintage stuff or, you know, just cool guitars, but, uh, you know, just getting into like, really, like weird shaped guitars, or just vintage stuff, you know, whatever. It's just like, uh, ended up saying, you know, we were talking about Bo Diddley one day, you know, with the box guitar. And then, uh, you know, Billy Gibbons has, you know, the Billy Bo thing and everything like that. So it's just like, I mean, like I was, we talked before the guitar, so goddamn ugly. I, that's the charm of it. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh. You know, I was talking about, like, with the Bo Diddley thing, with the boxing, I said, man, it'd be cool, you know, if I could find one of those things or whatever, if Gretsch makes them or something, you know, just checking it out and everything like that. But uh, I remember uh, our merch company with Felix and the guys over at Provada, they sent me this, uh, it was like a coffin-shaped thing with a black label logo on it and everything like that with a uh, crucifix on it and everything And I just go, uh... And I had like lollipops in there or something with all the song titles and everything like that. And I was just going, man, if you put a neck on this thing, I mean, I was looking at the shape of it. And I just took it and just, because it's, you know, it's about like this big. I just put it on the ground, just like on a piece of paper and just drew a neck on it. And then, like, took a picture of it and I sent it to him. I said, could you guys do something like this? You know, make a guitar with the logo on it, and, you know, put some pickups in it. I was just thinking for shits and giggles, you know what I mean? Right. Just, it, but then, you know, I started jamming on the thing. I'm like, man, this is an ass kicking job. So, I mean, basically what it is is just the body's. Or mahogany, like an SG, like Gibson SG. And the uh, the neck is, uh, what the neck is, just like on my Les Pauls. It's just, uh, you got the ebony fretboard and the maple neck. So, I mean, the guitar sounds slamming. It's got the, you know, the 80, the Zach Wild pickups in it, and you got the Floyd on it. So, Which is I rare mean,
3: for a Gibson Epiphone to have a Floyd, right? Yeah, well,
1: yeah. To, I mean, but, you know, to me, I mean, that's what sort I, of, you know, I mean, when they first came out, you know, Eddie was using them and, you know, everybody, you know, so it's just like, uh, you know, Floyd Rose, you know the whammy of doom you know what i mean but uh so the whole thing is i mean the guys did an amazing job i was just i was just talking about doing it as a goof you know what i mean but uh, i mean the thing came out awesome so i I mean i love the way it sounds i love the way it plays so uh yeah i've been jamming out all the time now
2: now zach you're known primarily for playing les pauls and you're going to be paying tribute to les paul Mm -hmm. next month down in nashville tell us about that Yeah,
1: no uh we're going down i mean after you know Les passed, so you know that's our guy but uh for every musician, you know what I mean. So, um, invented multi-track recording, you know what I mean. Aside of being an insane guitar player and guitar creator, but uh, yeah. So we're gonna go down to the Ryman Auditorium, you know, tribute with Les' band and everything like that. They play the iridium and everything like that. And uh, you know, <clears throat> Gibson's also making the uh, BFG guitars. And uh, what happened with these guitars? They're uh, obviously Les Paul, but uh, I remember years ago telling uh, you know, Steve Christmas and all the guys, I, cause I had like a prototype of the thing, like. 10 years ago, in 09. and, uh, you know, it was 99 when they, you know, back when they were, I was just walking through the shop, and, you know, with the wood, you know, just a bunch of uh, Les Paul tops, and I was like, man, this is, like, killer, and I, I was jamming on, at one of the Gibson showrooms on Peter Frampton's, uh, one of his Les Pauls, you know, with the three pickups and everything like that, but it had, it had no, uh, no finish on it, no paint, it didn't have the pickups in it yet, but it was strung up and everything, I was just jamming on it, and, like, acoustically, the guitar it was amazing, but it had no paint on it, no nothing. I said, man, it would be killer if they could do a guitar, you know, like this. So, I mean, it's just like, uh, that's basically all it is. I mean, there's no binding on it. There's no, I mean, all you are getting here is just nothing but the wood. I mean, there's no lacquer, you know, I mean, none of, nothing, it's just lets the wood breathe. So, I mean, and it's chambered as well. So, uh, obviously, it will give you probably a bit more high end than uh, even with the customs and the uh, and the standards, you know. So, it's just, a, you know, it's just another ass-kicking, uh, less balling model guitar you know and Gibson did a great job with these things as well
3: yeah they look great so Zach we are um doing some stuff on the headbangers ball now and cool. when we when you look back at all the music videos you've done through the years uh from all the different bands and projects you've been in what are some of the ones that stand out as your favorites The miracle
1: man video you know it was the first one I ever did with Oz so it was just like uh, I remember when we were making that thing uh we had all those pigs in that in that yeah. church, right? It was like an old abandoned church type thing, and it's just like we were filming in there. I remember the pigs were every everywhere, and they had the wranglers, all the guys that you know owned the pigs. You know what I mean from this farm or whatever. Poor all the pigs, and the pigs are all just hanging out, minding their own business. They're getting ready to do the, you know, the shoot the, you know, the video, and so they got the, the playback and everything. So before the playback started going, the pigs were all just hanging out, minding their own business. Randy Castillo, just because he was up on, the, uh, up on the altar of the church, he just starts wailing away on the drums, just like. First, he just started with just one blast on the kick drum, just boom. Next thing you know, every one of the pigs just fucking just shit their ass right there. Dude, every one of them, like simultaneously, yeah. man. And, you know, all I remember is like when they were doing my guitar. It was, dude, it was hysterical. Well, all I remember is I remember when I was doing the guitar song. I and mean, when you watch the video like when the, when the camera's going over me, I'm doing a solo. I remember, you know, cause here I am, what twenty years old, nineteen, twenty years old, whatever. I'm sitting there, you know, trying to be Joe Rockstar, and you know, my first video, or whatever. <laughs> I gotta be cool and all this stuff. Next thing so, you know, I, I just wiped out completely. Just and then, like I said, there was shit everywhere. I'm just like fucking just the pigs are all around me. I'm doing a solo. The camera's around me. I just fucking slip fall. I'm like covered in nothing but shit <laughs> all you see is just the hand because <laughs> like, no, i'm just down and out man with nothing just like pigs everywhere shit everywhere there it was i mean you know but yes yeah, so like one of our i mean i had a great memories of making actually all the videos we've ever done we've always had a good time you know yeah. that's all it is you go down there and just hang it when you're not shooting you just drink a beer so you know i mean we have a good all of them have been hysterical man
2: Cool, so Zach, what's next for Black Label? I heard that you guys are going to be traveling out of the country.
1: Well, right now, uh, what's going to happen right now? I'm doing. Uh, we're doing obviously this one show with the New York chapter. I guess on Halloween, we're going to knock that out with obviously uh, you know Gibson sponsoring Nep phone and Monster and uh, you know Jimmy Dunlop and everything like that. So we're going to knock that out on uh, Halloween. Then after that, I was obviously doing the Les Paul uh, tribute thing, you know, at the Ryman. It'll be in the middle of the next month, and then uh, in November, and then uh, we're going to, I think, China, Japan, and Australia, doing all the promotion for the, uh, you know, for the Gibsons, for the BFG guitars, and then the, uh, obviously the Graveyard Disciple, and then setting up, you know, the next album and stuff like that. So and when we get back, because uh, they're building the studio up at the uh, compound, so, well, you know, obviously get in the studio and just start pumping out the next album and just start, you know, back out on the road again, then cool. And that's the game plan.
3: Let's talk about some of the influences you had on the metal side of things. We know that you were a big Randy Rhoads fan, but yeah, what so. other metal guitar players did you like when you were growing up? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh,
1: I mean, anybody in my generation, you know, with Dimebag and everything like that would be, you know, obviously Eddie Van Halen, you know what I mean? Right. Eddie, Eddie and Randy were guys, you know, it's just like how you had before them. You had, you know, Paige, you know, Clapton in the back, and, you know, Tony Iommi you know, Richie Blackmore, all the guys, Brian May, I mean, everybody, so, uh, me growing up, also, you know, having Al or you know, my guitar teacher turned me on to, uh, obviously, you know, I was into Tony Iommi because of Sabbath, and then, uh, and Jimmy Page, because of Zepp and everything like that, but, uh, you know, then they, you know, and obviously, because of them, I'd find out about, you know, Jeff Beck and Clapton, you know, and all his right. fusion records and everything like that, so then, uh. And then, obviously, my guitar teacher would turn me on to, like, uh, you know, Al Damiolo, John McLaughlin, Paco, De and stuff like that. So, you know, like, you know, obviously, I love Angus Young as well. So, you know I mean? You know, because you, but, you know, like, the other guitar players, you you would not never even known about them. I wouldn't have known if I wasn't a guitar player. And then, like, Frank Marino from Mahogany Rush and Robin Trower, I love. You know what I mean? Sure. So, and obviously, Hendrix. So, uh, I mean, so, you know, I think, like, all guitar players, once you, you know, you, your favorite guitar player, you're going to learn all his stuff until, you know, then you branch, you know, you, you learn about all these other amazing guitar players, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whether it's Alan Holdsworth or this and that, you know. Whereas, like, a lot of, you wouldn't have known about it unless you were a guitar player, you know what I mean? Because you right. just find out about then all these jazz guys and, you know, all these amazing jazz greats and everything like that, you know, what I mean? Jim Hall and all these other great guys. So it's like, uh, you know, and, and there's still then an Albert Lee and then all the country guys and the bluegrass guys, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's. You know, there's no limit to ever learn. You know, once you because if you're getting bored with your playing, you know, bored playing metal or rock or whatever. I right. you was know, like, oh, dude, you know," I, then I start getting into country, just something something else to learn. You know, or jazz or anything like that. You know. Cool.
2: Now, Zach, one of the videos I was just checking out on the Skull Edge DVD was in this river, and I remember seeing you getting ready to play that live one day, and all of a sudden the piano was just cutting out, and you said that you think it's Dime messing with you from up oh, above. Oh, yeah, no,
1: totally, all the time. When anything like that happens on stage, I just feel like, oh, you got me again, dude. You know what I mean, it's just like, I've ever said, you know, when I lost the grail, that was between, uh, we had seen Dime that night in Dallas. And uh, was black, we did a black label gig and then we were going to Houston the next day and I guess the U haul opened completely up. You know, I mean thank the good lord we didn't end up like an S V T cabin. and come flying out of right. thing and, you know, kill somebody, you know what I mean? But it's just like uh yeah, you know, I lost the growl and I lost George, number three, you know, my uh, with the bullseye guitars. But uh <clears throat> all I remember all I remember is thinking Dime either took the guitars. I didn't realize the whole thing opened up. They would just lost the guitars. I just figured either Dime took it and I was gonna say somebody stole it or something, you know. He was just gonna show up in Houston, you know, and just go, He here you go, asshole, Here's your fiddle, you know what I mean? But uh no, so I mean like yes yeah, so when anything goofy like that happens on stage, you know, like something the pedals aren't working or something, you know, it's just like you gotta be kidding me, man, you know. Or you know, so you know Yeah, it's always either dime bag, you know, he's just <laughs> Just playing practical jokes as always, man. Always, he, was, he was slamming at that the side of the guitar playing and all that <laughs> other stuff. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Zach Wild, Black Label Society. You're all doing a hang, and you're watching Talking Meth.
3: just heard was an interview that John and I conducted with Zach Wilde back probably a couple months ago at this point and our song from a couple years ago Till the End that's a song that we uh, performed and kind of I guess wrote with Zach Wilde although I guess he wrote actually the song we kind of helped out uh, along with Bumblefoot and I played bass on it and John played drums Bumblefoot on guitar Zach on piano and vocals and we also sang backing vocals with him that was a fun fun night and a great great song a lot of people really like that song
2: no doubt about it that song is getting play all over the internet youtube it's getting play on the Streagle radio stream you guys got to go check that out
3: mark how can the people who haven't heard about that yet go to that site they can go to Markstriegel.net and you will see a link in the upper left hand corner of the screen uh, to the stream and there's a lot of great stuff. You know, we re- rerun the Talking Metal Live episodes. A lot of people say, oh, shoot, I missed the last episode of Talking Metal Live. Just go there every Tuesday at 7. If we're not live, John and I are streaming a repeat of the previous week. So every Tuesday, basically, at 7 o'clock, East Coast time, there is an episode of Talking Metal Live, which is a lot of exclusive content that you will not hear on the podcast streaming. So check that out. Definitely.
2: Speaking of... The internet and YouTube. but uh, There was a cool video that I did with Zach. I think it was probably around 2007. It was the day before you joined us in Las Vegas when we were doing the interview with Ozzy. And basically I was trying to interview Zach and he was going to decide that we were going to do a skit. Mike Inez from Allison in Chains was one of the cameramen when I was on camera, and then when he was on camera, I was the cameraman. And Zach basically decided instead of him being interviewed, he was going to hire a character to play him. And it was going to basically say that if you're Zach Wild and you play in Black Label, lots of girls are going to go for you. And it's worth checking out. It's a really funny, low-budget skit on YouTube, but it's called The Making of the Zach Wild interview camera by astronomy and Mike Inez.
3: What do you think of Allison Chains, Mark? I think they have, you know, really done a good job at bringing back the Allison Chains brand, if you will. I wrote about this actually in the news section, which we now call the Wire section on talkingmetal.com. There's an article up there. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll probably see it. Or it might even be still one of the top articles. But they've really uh, come back strong, even though there are really only two of the four uh, original members left at this point. But uh, definitely, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them when they come through New York in March. And also, speaking of our new TalkingMetal.com website... John and I earlier played Till the End the song that we did with uh, Zach and Bumblefoot you can get a free download of that in the wire section on TalkingMetal.com again you might have to scroll down a little bit to find that but it's a real high quality clip too right off the uh, hard drive definitely guys Take advantage of the free
2: download provided by Talking Metal of the original Zach Wilde tune Till the End featuring Mark and I and Bumblefoot and, of course, Zach on piano and vocals. Uh, We just had such a great time doing that, and it was an honor for us, as you heard in the interview, to play on that and kind of like co-write it, co-arrange it with Zach, and we thank, you know, Zach and Bumblefoot for everything that night. So, Mark, keeping with the vibe of... uh, Allison Chains, why don't we play something from their brand new record it's called Black Gives Way to Blue I think it's a great album, it's very very solid great sound, sonically yeah, let's check it out, here's a little sound sample of
3: Alice and Chains, be sure to pick up the full track on iTunes here is Check My Brain
2: Hey, this is Mark, and this is John from Talking Metal. You're watching The Headbangers Ball.
3: Zach, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? How are you feeling? We're going to have to redo it without the guitar. I'm just not picking up the intro. Okay, oh, go okay. ahead. Okay.
1: So, you don't want me tickling the, I I t- the, uh, the uh, ivory, ivory of fretboards. <laughs> 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 you guys are ready to ride? Yeah, we're, we're good. First, we're wait. Go you don't want me to tickle it with my, my craft, my art? No. <laughs> You're annoying the shit out of me. Now <laughs> shut the fuck up so I can hear what the guys are saying. Oh, all right, I'm sorry. Wait, hold on a second. He's, he's insulting the artist. The artist. <laughs> <laughs> wait, the best is, well, did you ever see that one Seinfeld with the maestro? Oh, yes. yes no, he, no, goes, no. he goes, wait, hold on a second. You're, not, you're talking about John Thompson? He goes, oh, you mean the maestro? He goes, no, he's not a maestro. He goes, yeah, well, he is a maestro. He goes, dude. He's conductor for what? The policeman? No, the fireman's benevolent fucking orchestra. He goes, are you fucking kidding me? He goes, well, he prefers to be called the maestro, right? And they're all like, and Jerry goes, well, if he's going to be the maestro, I'm, I'm going to be Jerry the Great. And she goes, He yeah, goes, I'm not going to call you Jerry the Great. He goes, why? He goes, well, I am great. She goes, you know, fucking. But that was the best one. They were in the fucking restaurant with Elaine. And he goes, well, oh, his name was Bob. That was his name, Bob. And she goes. Well, hey, Bob, you know, you want to get a, I guess the waitress came over, right? And he goes, um, are you going to get the the lobster? I mean, it's delicious here, or whatever, you know, whatever dishes they were talking about. And he goes, uh, well, Bob, what are you going to get? And he goes uh, to the waitress, hold on one second. Um, Elaine, I just wanted to, uh, I prefer to be called maestro. <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> she goes, no, maestro. And he's just like, "Oh." Well, well, you know, he goes, you know, fucking Leonard Bernstein right. was known as Maestro, and he goes, well, don't you think in social situations they just <laughs> right. call him Lenny? You know, and he goes, oh, I know for a fact he was at a bar. Somebody walked up to him and said, Maestro, can I buy you a beer? And he right. goes, really? And he goes, yes, and that is a fact, right? And he goes, all right, fuck it, Maestro. <laughs> you know, so that so then from now on, then she started calling him Maestro all the time, and you know, Jerry was like. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So, yeah, I remember what fucking... Oh, you know, my manager, fucking Bob. That's what he calls me as Maestro oh, my when nice I pick up the phone, you know. Or the artiste. Or right. fucking, you know. I Dude, well, even that print shit, I remember fucking one of my buddies was telling me. One of his buds worked for him. And he was told directly, he said, do not look him in the eyes. Right. I go... Like, if you're teching for me, right. I mean, yeah. and you, like, if the fucking guitar is <clears throat> fucked up, or, you know, the, tr- the pedal board, you know, we got to fucking work as a team where you go, Zach, I'm already on it, dude. I got another pedal board coming out, or whatever. It's probably one of the fucking cables or some fucking stupid ass thing. You know, or if the guitar is so out of fucking tune, you're like, dude, Zach, just take this one, man. You know what I mean? Here, fucking, you know, whatever. But
2: don't look at you. Don't AI. look
1: me in the. I mean, like, <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm, I'm not going to look at you. I'm just going to fucking crack you in the fucking eyes, is what I'm going to fucking do it to you. You know what I mean? No, but that's not. Fucking bullshit. That's a fucking... Like that. Well, you go, you're fucking making that up, right? And it's like, I don't know. I mean, like Ozzy was with Buckethead. I goes, like, I was jamming with him. He's really good. And I go, yeah, he's fucking awesome, Oz. And he goes, but I was like, what's your real name now? I'm not fucking calling you fucking Buckethead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I go... Uh, well, whatever. And he goes, well, What the fuck is that? And he goes, I was like, I'm not saying anything, dude, you know. But Ozzy's like, yeah, Maestro pocket. And I go, Well, you call me shitbag. <laughs> oh, well.
0: This episode is brought to you in part by Purina. Purina is dedicated to creating richer lives for pets and the people who love them. From helping older pets think like their younger selves to making cat ownership a possibility for more people than ever, Purina is helping pets thrive so they can live long, healthy, and happy lives. Purina has you covered for all your furry friends' needs, whether they meow or bark. From litter to treats to their best-in-class, nutrient-packed food with taste your pets will love. Purina's got your back at every stage of your pet's life. Your pet gives you the joy of the spring sunshine all year round. So today and every day, care for your pet with Purina. Your pet is Purina's passion. To learn more, head to Amazon.com backslash Purina.